Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Sign up and join millions of sports fans putting their trust in my diesel claim. Proud sponsors of Wolves Express. Hi, I'm Niall and welcome to Wolves Express. This is the official Wolves podcast providing you with the latest updates from the old gold. So join me every Monday, Wednesday and Friday to keep on top of what's happening at Molyneux. The best way to do that is to hit subscribe or follow on your preferred podcast platform, and that way you won't miss when a new episode is released. Today on Wolves Express, we'll be hearing from Wolves women goalkeeper Shan Turner on her recent Northern Ireland call-up. 36,000 people, that's bigger than Molyneux, it's like, you think about it and you think, nah, it's never going to happen in your life, but it was a, a surreal feeling. And Gary O'Neill reveals the struggles of being a Premier League manager. I always swore that I would manage to find a way to be Gary the manager and then when I get home just be dad and husband. Um, and my wife will probably tell you that I haven't quite <laughs> nailed that yet. Before we hear from the boss, you may have seen that Wolves sporting director Matt Hobbs has done an exclusive sit-down interview on the Wolves Weekly podcast. Club commentator Mikey Burrows spent 40 minutes chatting to Hobbs in a candid conversation which got down to some of the finer details regarding how the old golds are operating behind the scenes. Hobbs has been a busy man these last few months with the summer transfer window and the appointment of Gary O'Neill as the first team manager. And you can hear everything that he had to say to Mikey on Wolves Weekly with that episode out now and available to listen to wherever you get your podcasts. Earlier today, I caught up with the man asking Hobbs the questions, Mikey Burrows. Mikey, good to speak with you. Thanks for joining us on Wolves Express today. First of all, how did the interview with Matt come about for Wolves Weekly? And why did you want to speak with him? Well, it's something that we've been trying to do for a couple of weeks, actually. Ever since we revamped the podcast, we've been trying to get bigger names on it and um, have kind of special episodes and talking points and... A little bit more freedom, really, than a, a general club podcast to to do things differently. So 
when we knew that Matt was going to do it and he agreed to do it before the Manchester City game and it's it was kind of by chance that we ended up winning the game and it made it a lot easier to be able to ask more difficult questions but he was going to do it anyway and so we knew that we wanted to to kind of take him away from the training ground away from the stadium so it didn't feel like any type of normal interview that he may do. So we found a a really nice place called The Inn at Shipley, uh, which had a private room upstairs. So it's a little bit different. He was able to have a a bit of food beforehand to help relax him and just kind of go from there, really, and do something which he'd never done before and was very different to what we've been doing. How did you know what you wanted to ask him then? Because obviously there needs to be a degree of caution when you're in a role as significant as Matt's. Well, I think there's certain things that supporters really want to know the answers to. And part of my job as being kind of the club commentator is, you know, whether it's during games or outside of games, is to to try and get an idea of what supporters want and what supporters are saying. And we've always done it in commentaries where, you know, we allow people to send us in messages. And sometimes they're positive, sometimes they're negative. But that's the flavour of what people are feeling. And I think it's important that, that we get that across. And so that's always been something we've wanted to do in podcasts and getting the opportunity to talk to someone like Matt it felt important to put certain things to him Uh, at no point was I told that certain things were off the table I, I got given a really broad remit to kind of go in and be challenging and be challenging in a way that club interviews aren't normally done and and hopefully that came across what did you make of the answers he gave you then? I mean, I've met Matt uh, quite a few times, um, not really in terms of being able to sit down and have a long conversation with. So that was the first time that that we'd really done that. One of the things when you've worked at a football club for as long as I have, and this is my 15th season being around Wolves, you speak to lots of different managers, head coaches and, and people in the different uh, positions that, that they come in, whether it's a position of power or just anywhere else within the football club. One of the things that sometimes you can get is people being a bit guarded and and that's understandable because there's a lot of commercially sensitive things that go on within a football club and and, and things that need to stay within the, the doors and corridors. But I thought what Matt did in this interview, and like I say, nothing was off the table as far as the, the preparation was concerned. I was allowed to, to ask what I thought fans would want to hear and, and like I say, not everything could be asked. But what I was really impressed with was the fact that he answered every single question. And what you hear is the entirety of the interview. And I think that's probably um, what I'm kind of most happiest about. Wolves fans will recognise you from your commentary, but also as the host of Wolves Weekly. So tell us a little bit more about the podcast, what fans can expect, and have you got any plans for future episodes? Well, people might be aware that we've had the podcast for a little while now. We've kind of done it in different guises, really. And ever since Wolves Express came along and the start of this season, we've had this opportunity to kind of refresh what we do on Wolves Weekly, have certain things that go on to Wolves Express. And that's amazing because we're now offering lots of different things to different people on different days. And so Wolves Weekly now, we're using it as an opportunity to go a little bit more in depth, whether it's finding finding out different things about the players that we did big sit-down interviews with Tommy Doyle and Dan Bentley recently that I think are a real insight into them as characters and individuals that people might not have been aware of before. But also we're able to give a kind of a fresh look and a, a review of things that are going on 
using people that uh, we we kind of have access to as the football club and that is in terms of of big name former players who who still love the club and still have opinions about the club and and hopefully that people want to hear from them and their opinions and so it, it's kind of in its early days at the moment and we are still kind of building it and we would love to kind of get people's feedback on that and and if anyone has any ideas for people they'd like to hear interviewed we'd love to hear from them and hopefully just keep offering things to people that the club has never done before and that's what's really exciting I say I've been here 15 seasons now and every year we are still trying to do something different and trying to improve and that's why I still love working for the football club and why hopefully people enjoy what we do. Nice one. Thanks, Mikey. Hit subscribe on Wolves Weekly on your favourite podcast platform right now so you don't miss any episodes, including this one with Sporting Director Matt Hobbs. Let's take a listen. I don't expect you to tell me, but I have to ask. N- none of that is true. Decision is maybe not a word that we would use for it. It became a, a situation. I want us to have a team on the pitch that represent the team in the stands. I felt like under Bruno, we stopped representing the fans. My door's always open and over the last couple of weeks, a lot have been to see me. Our communication is very strong, very open and very honest. If they're not on board with me and my strategy and my plan, if they're not on board with the new head coach, it lasts weeks, not months, it lasts weeks. I feel like the first time in a long time, we've got a a long-term strategy of what we're trying to do for this football club. I mean, we had 41 players in and out. It's unprecedented. Are you happy with what happened? Um... That exclusive sit-down chat with Hobbs is available now on all podcast platforms. Wolves women have had a great start to the season, currently second in the league table after five games. And a big part of the early season success for Dan McNamara's side has been down to the defence. And of course, old goalkeeper Shan Turner. Shan has been a Wolves player since 2021 and during her spell at the club has earned her first international call-ups for Northern Ireland. In the most recent international break, she picked up two further caps and she's been telling Wolves TV's Gemma Frith all about it. Obviously it's my first actual competitive caps. I was a little bit nervous, but I wasn't as nervous as I was the first couple of times. Um, wasn't the result we wanted against them, but we bounced back, new manager, and we got the, got the three points on Tuesday night, so it was good. That atmosphere at the Aviva Stadium, for that match as well against Republic of Ireland, 36,000 fans, the atmosphere must have been ridiculous. Yeah, it was, it was just incredible. Like, the minute you went out for the warm-up, it was like it was started to build up and get even more, and then you went out for the national anthems and everything like that, and it was just, you couldn't hear anything. You couldn't hear each other on the pitch, you couldn't hear anything, it was just the fans and the crowd. And, the most I've played in front of before was when we played Wales and I think that was about 10,000. Wow. So to hit 36,000 people, yeah. I think obviously it's, it's bigger than Molyneux. It's like you think about it and you think, nah, it's never going to happen in your life. But yeah, it was, it was a, a surreal feeling. And are you going to frame those shirts? Have you got a collection? You keep them nice and... Yeah, absolutely. I've already got a couple of shirts framed. I've got some Wolves ones and a, another Northern Ireland one. So I'll get them, some of them framed and then I've got a, a collection of them all that I'll keep with my caps I've got from when I was younger than caps when I get for these ones. And how do you find out as a player when you get called up for international duty? How does that happen? Do you just get a phone call from the head coach? Uh, so we get it through email. We get an email two weeks before. Um, it's, you know when it's coming, so it's just you sit there for the 24-hour period, <laughs> refreshing your emails and thinking, when's it going to come, when's it going to come? Um, but obviously then that gives you two weeks to, 
to fully prep and prepare for what you're going to go away for and whether you're at home for it or travelling for it. So, What was that like when you got your first international call-up last summer for the Euros? I mean, did that come completely out of the blue? I mean, yeah, so obviously I went, I went away for two weeks. Um, it was two weeks after the playoff final. So I was in uh, Greece at the time and I got the email <laughs> and I was like, they want me to go away for two weeks. And then while I was there, there was quite a few keepers that had been involved and I was like, I've not been involved for that long, like I don't expect anything or anything like that. And I was actually, I'd fell asleep on the Sunday, I was having a bit of a nap. And I got a phone call from the manager at the time and it was like, I just want to tell you, you've been selected for the Euros. Oh my god! it's gosh. one of them moments where you feel like you want to cry, but you're in so much shock that you don't know what to do. So I was a bit like, oh, oh thank, like, thank you. <laughs> and then I hadn't even had time to go down, downstairs and like tell my dad or anything. And I'd had another phone call being like, top secret you can tell your parents but that's it and I was like I've not even took it in yet that I'm going and then it wasn't until you actually land and you're like we were there and we had the charter flight and you land in Southampton and it was like whoa this oh, is this is real yeah, now yeah, pretty much yeah congratulations to Shan for those call-ups and here's to many more in the future Wolves women are back in action at New Bucks Head this weekend when they take on Huddersfield Town in the league and the girls would love your support in Telford on Sunday afternoon. Don't forget that it's free entry if you show your Molyneux season card at the turnstiles. Finally, on today's episode of Wolves Express, we're going to hear from manager Gary O'Neill. The boss saw his side turn in a brilliant display in the weekend's memorable victory over Manchester City. But before that game at Molyneux, he sat down with BBC Sports' Kelly Summers to discuss life as a Premier League manager. You had a brilliant playing career, which means you played under some brilliant managers as well. When you look back, which managers in particular have influenced your management style? Back in the early days and how, how Harry sort of managed individuals, Sam Allardyce with his organisation um, and how he managed the group as well, all the way up until even Alex Neil at Norwich was one of the first ones really that started to make me think different tactically about the game. You take bits from all of them and then Obviously, on my own, working hard and trying to find stuff out about the ones that are at the very top, Pep and Jürgen, people like that, Sir Alex Ferguson, trying to get as much information as you can from everywhere. We always get told, as football fans, as journalists, that football management is 24-7. What is the reality? Yeah, it is. Even when I pulled up at the hotel today, I was like, OK, I've done quite a lot there this morning. I'm just going to chill for five minutes and then Max gives me the shout <laughs> to come up and do an interview. So you, ju you just feel like, it, and, and it's not a problem, but you just feel like every time you get something done, there's just the next thing just arrives very, very want, quickly. Is there always people that want a bit of you, I suppose? It's not so much that. It's just that there's, you feel like there's always something you can do to help your chances of the result on a Saturday, which is the, the most important thing. So. Um, yeah, it does, it does take over your life and I, and I remember I saw other people and I always swore that I would manage to find a way to be Gary the manager and then when I get home just be dad and husband um, and my wife would probably tell you that I haven't quite nailed that yet. <laughs> but at the minute just delighted to have an opportunity. If that means it takes 24-7 then 24-7 is fine. Well, that's all for today's show. There are new episodes of Wolves Express every Monday, Wednesday and Friday, which you can find wherever you get your podcasts or by hitting follow on your favourite podcast platform. Don't forget, you can still listen to that sit-down chat with sporting director Matt Hobbs, which is out now, so just search for Wolves Weekly and you'll find it. That's it from me for today, though. I'll speak to you again soon on Wolves Express. Wolves Express is a voice work sport production for Wolverhampton Wanderers.
Social Podcast Network.